Hey everybody, it is Nick Bradley here and welcome to this week's episode of Scale Up. And it's just me and I'm going to be doing a little bit of training this week on a topic that has come up more times than I care to mention over the last few weeks and something that I want to go a little bit deeper in just to be able to help people understand exactly how they can lean into this if this is something they choose to do with their business at some point. So what am I talking about? I am talking about exiting, but I'm going to be talking about the very much the mechanics behind an exit, the framework, if you like, behind an exit. Because if you are running a business, as I, as I say a lot, you know, you're quite often in the struggle, the struggle between startup and scale up. And a lot of people who run businesses soon realize that the freedom that they so much crave doesn't come from that. And what I want to impress on you today is that the freedom really comes from the exit. Now, I am very focused and direct on this when I communicate it to people, to my clients and others, that I think every business is exitable if you want it to be. And I also think that every business should be built to sell. And I'll go into some of the reasons why I think that's important today. It's not going to be a long episode. I am going to fly through the content, though. I am going to go through a lot of different perspectives on it. And I do want you to have some key takeaways uh, that you can apply. But to kick things off, let's talk about exits in the frame of how I see them. And I believe there are two exits or two types of exit. There is the exit where you still own the business, but you choose not to be involved in the day-to-day running of the business. Robert Kiyosaki would have called this title, if you like, the owner-investor. And of the businesses that I have, the multiple businesses I have these days, I'm not really operational in any of them. Uh, I do get involved working with clients, certainly in our coaching consultancy business, but I do that more from a passion and a mission than I do from it's something I have to do uh, to, to make the business work, okay? So that first exit is removing yourself from the business, but you still own it, you still get you know income, cash, dividends, whatever it is. The second exit is what I've been talking about recently in social media as your life-changing exit. This is where you absolutely exit the business by selling it, not by handing it over to someone to run. What's the difference, Nick? Both of them are pathways to freedom. Yes, that's true. They are. One is that you get to you know, still sit on a beach, but someone's running the business and you take whatever the, the dividend or income is that you choose. And I've seen examples, and I've had my own personal examples, where people have handed the operations of their business over to someone else. And not only has it worked, it's actually grown the business. It's actually been a better decision. And we have to understand why that's the case. Well, it's the case because us as entrepreneurs, sometimes we're not the best people to you know, run the thing like a machine. You, know, you have to bring a different type of person in with a different skill set to be able to do that. That's all cool. But the exit where you sell your business for, as I said, life-changing money takes a little bit more thinking and it can take a little bit more intention to get it working properly. It's not something that happens haphazardly. And certainly in my experience, if you want to maximize the value of getting that lump sum, that what I call get rich once uh, sum in your bank account, then you need to think about it intentionally. So as I'm positioning this with you today, I want you to think about the exit in those two lanes. And and right now, you don't have to make a choice. You don't have to say, well, I'm going to try and exit myself from the business or I'm going to sell my business. 
what you have to do is work back from it, certainly an intention to do that. And if you're not doing that, as I said from the outset, I, I suggest you should. And then you focus on building a high value business, a stunning business. And the good thing about that is regardless of whether you choose to exit in either of the ways I've mentioned, you are still going to be having a valuable business regardless. So there is no downside to starting to think like this. Okay, so let's focus today on the exit where you sell for life-changing money. All right, my Tampa speech touched on this for those of you who have listened to that episode. Uh, I've also talked about how I do acquisitions on a previous episode, and that kind of talks a little bit about the thinking behind those things. But I want to go, as I said, specific today into how do you how do you build a business for exit? What do you need to do? So the first thing is have that clear end game and come back from a position of what you want your life to be like in the near future. Now, I say near future because a lot of people come to me and say, oh, I want to sell my business in 10 years. And, and, you know, with respect, I say, are you mad? Because how do you know that what you're doing now is going to be needed in 10 years' time? The pace of change right now is so full on that how do we know that, you know, whatever you're doing is even going to be a need, right? I'll give you an example of that. I made an investment in 2017, 2018, timing in in a car park, thinking as a car park near a train station, thinking that people are always going to use that car park because it was a commuter car park for people going from the outskirts uh, of the UK out into the kind of cities and the villages and the towns, etc., into London. So you think, well, actually, of course, people are going to commute all the time into London. It's a, it's a, you know, a lot of people do it. The trains have been full. However, COVID hits right? And all of a sudden, people don't go into work in the way that they used to because they can't. And then after that, they get used to the idea that they can work effectively from home via Zoom. So, you know, think of it this way. Why would you choose to spend another two, three hours a day traveling when you don't need to? And obviously, businesses have cottoned on to that and people have thought about it differently the great resignation is happening because of this idea of people reevaluating their values and their needs and, and everything like that. So anyway, back to the car park. Well, the issue is I invested in something that I thought was going to be around forever. You know, everyone's going to be commuting. Everyone, the car park's a great thing. You don't have to spend much money on maintenance. It's perfect, right? But then the world changed. So if you've got a runway of 10 years, hey, I want to exit in 10 years. My first piece of advice to you today is shorten that to three. Now, you don't have to sell your business in three years, but if you work to that level, right, that's quite accessible. I can see three years out. Okay, it's not too far. At least you're going to be doing the right things, making the right decisions to make an exit possible just in case something does happen like a global pandemic. Okay, so that's the first piece. The second thing is work out what the number is that you want to exit for. And I think this is a precise exercise that everyone should do. So let's, let's play with some numbers here. Let's imagine that your ultimate number is $15 million or 15 million pounds, right? So that's what you want to sell your business for, or certainly that's what you want to be able to take from the business when you exit, okay? That sort of lump sum is going to give you an amazing life if you invest it well. Uh, certainly is going to be the first uh, tranche into financial freedom. You're probably not going to have to worry about money again. If you invest well, you're probably going to be able to do some, some stuff around generational wealth for your family. Okay, so that's your number, 15 million. And then you look at your business currently. 
and you say, okay, what's the current valuation of my business? I have no idea. Okay, well, let's say for, for a second that your business is making $667,000 in net profit. Yeah, it's a random number, but trust me, you're going to see why I chose that number in a second. 667K. Okay, a business that's generating that on average, regardless of industry, is worth usually in my world around three times that um, to get to your valuation, right? So if it's 667K times that by three, it's going to get you to approximately $2 million. So right now I've got the equation. I know what I need. I've got a business that's worth $2 million, okay? It's giving me good income, but it certainly isn't giving me freedom, okay? And I know that I want to exit for 15. So the delta, as I call it, is your ultimate number, your get rich once number, or certainly that first part of that. It's the current valuation of your business. So you minus the current valuation and that gets you the delta. So for my example here, you want 15 million. You've currently got a business worth two. The delta is 13. Okay, so you need to find in the next three years, 13 million of value. Okay, that's what you need to do. So that's it. So then the question is, how do I do that? How do I bridge the delta? Well, you look at it from the perspective of what can I do organically and what can I do strategically, and I'll break those down in a second, in my business to bridge the gap. Okay, so if my business is currently doing 2 million, sorry, it's currently doing 667K in profit and I want to sell for 15 and someone like me would come in and help you with this, with this and look at it, I would say, okay, well, you need to get your profit. To get to that level, you need to get your profit. To make it really work for you, I would say close to about 3 million. Okay, so 3 million at a five times multiple at exit, because the, the, higher, the bigger your business, the higher the valuation multiple usually, means that that's going to give me a figure of 15 million. Okay, you still with me? So if the business is now doing 3 million profit, times that by five, that gives me 15, right? So to think of it like this, you've got a business that's currently doing 667K. If I can get it to 3 million, okay, so if I can bring in that additional uh, just over 2 million in, right, that's going to allow me to exit for the figure that I want, Okay, so then the question becomes, how do I get my business from 667K now to that 3 million figure? Organically, what do I need to do with my sales and marketing and how much growth can I drive over three years? Well, you might say, you know what, I reckon I can get it from 667K to 1.5 million just doing marketing, you know, growing one customer at a time. Then I need to find another 1.5 million. Perhaps I could buy a couple of businesses that are about the same size as mine and I can do it the way that, that you talk about, Nick. I can use leverage buyouts to do it, so using other people's money. And then all of a sudden, within the space of maybe two years, I've managed to get very, very close to that 3 million number. Okay, And then the last 12 months or so, I'm just positioning the business for sale and I'm maximizing the value pre-exit. Okay, now I know that's quite technical, but if you listen back to this again, and I advise you to do that actually, it's a good habit sometimes if you want to hear it again. What have I just done? I've started off with a clear end game, 15 million, my life-changing number, potentially my get-rich-once number. I've looked at the value of my business today based on how profitable it is today. It's making 667K a year in profit. I'm taking some money out of that, but it's not changing my life. The value right now is 2 million if I can find someone to buy it. 
the bigger the business, the more the marketplace opens up. So I need to grow it to be able to get to that exit. What can I do organically and strategically to improve that profit? And if the profit needs to be 3 million from the current 667K it is now, that's achievable. I can see that. I can see what I need to do. Okay, it's going to be a combination of great marketing and sales, customers and cash flow, as I say. It's going to be about strategic things like acquisitions, joint ventures, partnerships. And then it's going to be about processes, systems, and automation to make the profit as high as possible. Okay, that's what you need to do. So that's how I start a conversation around an exit. That's how we do it in the world of private equity. And we're always looking to scale fast and build value. That's what we're looking to do. So the psychology, sometimes people say it's thinking bigger. My personal perspective is it's not really just thinking bigger. It is thinking broader, right? Because I'm not just looking at the insular mechanics of my business and what I can do. I'm actually looking at the market. I'm looking at, you know, who else is selling their business that's in my space? How big were they? Can I find that out? Who's buying, right? You know, are there any businesses out there that have, you know, my competitors that have been bought by private equity? And, you know, having listened to Nick's podcast for years, I know that a private equity company, they're only really thinking about how they can scale their investment through acquisitions. So that company that's just been bought that's my competitor, surely they're now looking out to see who else is there that they can acquire to create a bigger group. So these are all external things that you need to start to evaluate. It doesn't take long to start to act like this. But what it does do firstly is need or require a change in your thinking, your mindset to believe this is possible. That becomes possible by having clarity on that plan, that end game. And then you just need to upskill, surround yourself with different people to help you be able to build the business in the metrics and the numbers that I discussed. Okay, so that's it. Really, really important thing. I would suggest that everyone should do that. And you should absolutely start thinking about that early on. So I often say to people, plan your exit from the beginning. It doesn't mean you're obsessed with it, but at least it means that you have that North Star that's going to be so critical for you to be successful. So what I'm going to suggest here is if anyone of you is thinking about this, the first thing I would like you to do is get in touch. We have a guide I wrote recently, a 40-page guide, which I called uh, the reason, the five reasons why your business won't get to eight figures and how to fix it fast. And that's a free resource. And it's going to give you the certainly the top five reasons that I discovered in my decade of private equity, the things that held business owners and entrepreneurs back from reaching those levels. So reach out and ask for that guide. Um, as I said, it's called The Five Reasons Why Your Business Will Never Get to Eight Figures and How to Fix It Fast. And before I finish today, I just want to talk about the eight figures. So why is eight figures such an important thing? So if you go back to my example at the beginning of this episode, and I said, if you want to get an exit that's going to be around that 15 million mark, I said you needed to get to around a $3 million profit. In order to have a $3 million profit, right, on, on any sort of, let's call it average margin, you would need to have effectively a business which is doing probably 10 to 12 million in top line revenue. Okay, still with me? So if that's the case, you have, by my definition, an eight-figure business. 
Okay, you have an eight-figure business. So my explanation of that to people when they say eight figures, why that number? I call it the magic number because that's going to give you the profit that's going to do two things. It's going to increase the value multiple. So your business is no longer worth three times profit. It's worth five, six, seven, eight. The bigger the business, the higher the valuation. Usually it definitely increases. Sometimes it compounds. And the second thing it's going to do is it's going to open up more buyers. So the world of private equity is opened up when you start to get to those levels. So three to five million as an absolute minimum is going to get you in the framework, in the sites, if you like, of the private equity firms. And that's where there's a lot of money splishing around, splashing around right now for you to go after. And certainly I think that's going to be the same um, opportunity over the next three years. Okay, so that's why the eight figures is important. Okay, so that's it. So, so take away this episode, you know, reflect on it, plan it in your business, have a read of the guide, see if that's of interest, see if that sparks anything else. But more importantly than anything else, believe it is possible for you to achieve this. It doesn't matter if your business is tiny right now. It doesn't matter if you've got a seven-figure business, but you feel stuck, overwhelmed in that business. You have the possibility to jump up to 30,000 feet and craft this properly and be able to create what I call a life-changing position for you. I fundamentally believe that. I've seen it happen hundreds of times over. I've personally been involved in it. And for me, once you start to understand that it is possible for you, everything changes. So there we go. That is it. That's exiting. That's how I think about exiting. That's how you should be thinking about exiting, in my opinion. I hope you've got some value from this episode. As I always say, be grateful, be brave, have faith, and show up. Bye for now. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Scale Up with Nick Bradley. If you've enjoyed the show just as much as I've enjoyed creating it for you, then I'd really appreciate you leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, why not subscribe to the channel so you never miss a future episode? It really helps me, it helps the show, plus it makes it easier for others to access the content that I'm producing week in and week out. And finally, if you want more information about anything that you heard in today's show, to find out how you can join our community on Facebook, or to find out how you can get get more help in scaling up your business and your life, click the link in the show notes now.